Hello, and welcome to the Simply Sawyer podcast. I'm Kayla, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, y'all. I'm back with a new episode. Um, I was praying last night and just thinking um, about what to talk about because I release my episodes on Thursdays is what I'm trying and what my goal is (laughs) try to get one out every Thursday Um, and looking at the calendar next week is Christmas Eve and the following Thursday is New Year's Eve I think I think I said that right (laughs) Um, and it just got me thinking you know this year has been so crazy and um, the Lord just kind of put something on my heart so I don't have anything written down But I'm just going to talk and um, whatever the Lord puts on the heart is going to come out and hopefully it turns out good. (laughs) Um, So 2020, it's like a common theme you see everywhere, whether it's online or on billboards or you hear it on the radio in your car. Everyone um, seems to be pointing out you know, 2020 was one of those years we'll never forget. And it's just been crazy and unpredictable. And, um, and all of these things kind of just have a negative connotation to them, which is understandable. It's been a hard year for a lot of people. Um, we've all, you know, walked in a lot of unknown territory that we never expected to have to walk through. But I feel like it's becoming so easy to um, just have this negative mindset about this year. It sucked. It was crazy. You know, all this bad stuff happened. Um, People have been scared to leave their homes. And the word quarantine is like common in common everyday use now. Like what in the world? (laughs) what is going on? So, um, I just, that kind of has been put on my heart about, um, as we look back, as we approach a new year and as we look back at the year that we've been given, um, it's just, it's just been kind of heavy on my heart. I have even as, as recent as yesterday, um, I've been dealing with, loved ones who are experiencing things that I've never had to help loved ones through, um, you know, depression and anxiety and even like suicidal stuff is some of the things that I've been walking through with family members and loved ones this year. And just like I said, as recent as yesterday, and it's just so heavy on my heart because I feel like I have an answer and I feel like I know exactly what could help, but I can't fix the problems. Um, I'll go into this a little bit. I'll explain a little bit further. (laughs) Uh, I am a Bible believing Jesus loving Christian. And I have watched the Lord work 
in my own life, in my own heart, um, in my family's life. I have seen him do incredible things for our family. And I know that he's the answer and I know that he can fix and take away these problems that so many of my loved ones are walking through. But I can't, I can't save, I can't get my loved ones saved. Like I can't, (laughs) I can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And I just, I get so overwhelmed sometimes because I just, I just know that surrendering these things to the Lord and walking in God's will for your life. I mean, No, I'm not at all saying that all your problems will go away. God does not promise us an easy life. If you read the Bible, he's he's given some of the hardest um, trials to some of his most faithful servants. So it's not a promise. It's not this, oh, if you love Jesus, you know, everything's going to be great. I'm not saying that he fixes, that, that following Jesus fixes everything, but I'm saying with a hundred percent surety in my heart that every single thing this life can hand us is possible to walk through and is possible to get through and to get to the other side of when we're walking with Jesus. When we take on the world's problems by ourselves, we we get this overwhelm we get this anxiety we get this depression we get this burden that is too heavy for us to carry and y'all we are not supposed to be carrying that alone we're supposed to supposed to be holding on to god's hand through all of this and there's a quote that i just i just saw it, um last night And it just rang so true. I'm going to pull it up real quick so I don't misquote anything here. Um, It's really, it's really sweet. And it's from Max Lucado. I think I pronounced that right. It says, when a father leads his four-year-old son down a crowded street, he says, take him by the, oh, sorry. (laughs) Let me start over. I already messed this up. When a father leads his four-year-old son down a crowded street, he takes him by the hand and says, hold on to me. He doesn't say, memorize the map, or take your chances dodging traffic, or let's see if you can find your way home. The good father gives the child one responsibility. Hold on to my hand. God does the same with us. And that's a quote. Um, Again, Max Lusado, I don't know how to pronounce that. I've never heard it spoken. (laughs) Um, But, and it just resonated so much because I was thinking on this subject and praying on this, on this message for this episode. And, and it's so, so true. Like how often do we take hold, like have our troubles and our trials just take hold of us because we forget that we're supposed to be holding on to God. You know, we're supposed to lay our troubles at Jesus's feet and leave them there. And so often we just, we lay our troubles down at Jesus's feet and we pray about it. And then we pick them back up before we leave our prayer or before we go about the rest of our day. Like, 
y'all, when you put something at Jesus's feet and you say, Lord, please take this from me. It's too much for me to bear. I can't carry this weight alone. That's it. You hand it over. You don't pick it back up. You don't put it at the Lord's feet and then pick it back up. (laughs) And that's, that's something I have to remind myself of so much too, is like, you know, I have this faith and I know God can take care of my problems and I know God can get me through my problems. And I still in my flesh want to try to fix it by myself. And all that does is cause more problems. Um, that's funny. Our, our flesh and our, our, in ourselves, we want to fix everything and we can't, we don't have all the answers. And that's the point. We're not supposed to. We're supposed to be clinging on to God and following his will for our lives and watching the way that he takes hold of all of it. And not only does he get us over our mountains that we're climbing, but he brings us to something greater that we could not have ever seen in the big picture when we were thinking we had a plan. Um, You know, 2020 has been quite a year for our family. We bought our house. The Lord give us our house um, November of 2019. So this is our first full year in our home. Uh, We started the new year getting our foster license transferred over and getting our fence built because there's a creek in the back of the property and we had to have a fence with no access to the water for kids safety and all that good stuff. So we started the new year, um, doing all that, getting fire inspections on home inspections, getting our license transferred to our new address and our new home. And, uh, and in February we got, we didn't even get a call. (laughs) We, we received multiple calls for children and we said yes, every single time. And every single time the Lord had other plans for those children. Um, You know, we pray about it every time we get a call asking if we can take a child. And we say, Lord, if it's your will, bring them here. If it's not your will, then let them go where they need to be. And um, we've gotten so many calls throughout our two year, two and a half, two, two years of being licensed. Um, and we said yes every time, and we prayed that prayer, and every time something else would come up, they would get placed with family, they wouldn't end up coming into care, or they um, would get placed within a different county, closer to where they're from, and all these things. So <laughs> February comes around, and I see a Facebook post in a private um, adoption guardianship foster group that I'm in that's local saying that they had a 16-year-old girl there that they needed a placement for today. Um, She was sitting in the office, and they didn't have anywhere for her to go. And the group homes were kind of turning her down, turning them down. And I talked to my husband. I said, honey, there's there's a 16-year-old girl sitting at DSS right now, and she doesn't have anywhere to go tonight. And we had a bed set up and we had, I had just bought sheets and comforters for, and pillows for this bed because we were doing respite care the following week um, for a sibling set. And I told him, I said, you know, we never planned on, on fostering a teenager. 
Um, our plan has always been to foster kids younger than our oldest son so we can keep our birth order, um, you know, kind of close and where it, where it, where it is. But um, fostering a teen was never on our radar. But the thought that she was sitting in the office um, and didn't have anywhere to go that night just just tore at our hearts. And I remember my husband holding both of his hands up and he said, you know, I have all these fears and all these doubts as he lifts one hand up. <laughs> he says, I have all these fears and doubts and worries and concerns about fostering a teen because it's never been part of our plan and we're not prepared for that. He said, but all the, and he, as he raises up his other hand to kind of counterbalance it, he says, uh, but the Lord is just saying, why not? Like we have, we have everything that this child needs, whether we're prepared or not, we have everything the child needs. And, um, so we went ahead and we said yes. And about an hour later, she was dropped off. Um, we met her in the driveway <laughs> and, um, it's just crazy because there's a whole, there's a whole, whole more story, whole other story, um, about this. But as for this part of the story, I'm just going to share, you know, we did not go into 2020 expecting to be parents of a teenager. And we endured trials and we endured so much stress and so much, um, worry over all of it but there's such a peace in knowing that um we are following the lord's will and even now it's december almost the end of the year she's been with us for almost a year and she is no longer in the foster system we are her legal guardians and come february when her one year of being with us um comes around, we go for our, her final court date, and then that's that, and DSS is out of the picture, and she is um, out of the system. She will be turning 18. She's 17 now. She'll be turning 18 next summer, and, you know, the Lord, <laughs> when we, when the Lord put it on our heart to do foster care, we never in a million years saw this happening. And that's how 2020 has been. That's how the whole year has been. Um, to, let's see, right after Riley came to us, I can share her name because she's not in foster care anymore. And she's, we're her legal guardians. She's part of our family, so I can share her name. <laughs> um, but shortly after Riley came to us, Matthew started, my husband started his new job. Um, he was going away from, dealership work because he wasn't happy um, with the work environment and the hours and all that. That's another story. But he got an opportunity to train as a diesel technician and it meant working second shift. Um, so he was home in the mornings with us and he had two weeks where he wasn't working and that was when Riley came to us. And so he was off work. We got Riley settled in. We got her enrolled in her new school, all this stuff. And then he went to work 
for about a month. Um, and this is in the height of when the whole COVID thing started. And we got a call and our social worker called and she said, I might be crazy for even dialing your number, but I have to ask. We have twin three-year-olds who need a placement. They're coming into care tonight. And we said yes. And we said our same prayer that we always say. Um, you know, Lord, if it's your will, bring them here. And if it's not your will that we have them and take care of them, then send them to where they need to be. And we said yes. And these girls were dropped off that evening. And we did not even know their birthday. We didn't know their middle names, their last name. Um, we didn't know anything about them. And I was nursing Everly to sleep that night and I was laying in, I was laying in bed and I was just praying. I was like, Lord, I don't even know what to pray right now. I don't know what we've gotten ourselves into, but Lord, please help us. And that was my prayer. I repeated that prayer all night long until Matthew got home from work around 1130, which is when he would get off at his new job. And it was just, I just repeated that over and over. I said, Lord, just please help. Lord, please help. <laughs> um, and he did. He gave us the grace that we needed to get through those really, really hard days where, um, it was, it was hard. Like there's no other way to explain it other than that it was really hard. Um, these girls had been parented, um, a lot differently than we parent and they were confused. They didn't know why they were taken from their home. It was just a really terrible situation. Um, and we were just so overwhelmed. And <laughs> so we, went from having our two, our two bio kids to having a teenager and twin three-year-olds, um, in the span of about two months. And that was our, that's how we started off. That's, that was our kickoff to 2020. Um, and of course, during all this, you know, Riley started school and she was in school for four weeks before school closed for the rest of the year. And so she was learning from home. Um, just, one thing after another and the lord took care of every single thing like the we had friends and family um ordering stuff from amazon to send to the twins that we didn't have for them like like boots rain boots and winter and uh waterproof coats and that kind of thing they didn't come with any clothes um we got them clothes we got home one day from I can't remember where we had been. I think it was church. We came home from church where we were having service in the parking lot because of COVID. And we had groceries on our front porch. And then there were other days where we had a friend who was also a foster mom dropping off meals that she picked up from the schools because the schools were giving out free lunches to all the families in the county. Um, with kids. And so she would pick us up lunches and the Lord just provided in every single way. Um, our agency was able to get the girls put into daycare to help them with the routine and help them get um, some sort of established 
because we couldn't get them into therapy because all the therapies that were for younger kids and toddlers were in person and they were all closed because of COVID. Um, and not only that, my husband who had been at his new job for just maybe four or five weeks, um, got laid off because of COVID. The first time that this company had done layoffs in the history of the company. And since he was the first, the last one, most recent one hired, he was the first one to get laid off. And so through all of this, you know, it seems like it was just one thing after another, but looking back, the Lord provided everything we needed. My husband was home to help for a solid month. Um, and I could not have, I could not have endured, um, everything we went through in that month while the twins were with us without, the, without that provision from the Lord. Um, and not only was he home for a month, but he was paid and the, the extra, um, unemployment that had, they had passed at the time was actually more than what he was making when he was working. So we were able for him to be home for a month and, um, and still have all of our bills paid and still have everything we needed, but also have him there. And I cannot tell you how much that meant to us during that time, because that was probably, uh, we bit off way more than we could handle. And we knew that. And I think the Lord knew that too. And he's, and because of that, and because of our obedience to God, he provided in every way for us to, to get through that time. And, uh, so shortly after that, we found out we were pregnant, which was a huge surprise because, um, between Easton and Everly, it took us 22 months of trying and one miscarriage, um, to get pregnant with Everly. And so we were not expecting to get pregnant so soon. Um, we got, it was, I think I had one period postpartum and then we were pregnant. Um, <laughs> it was amazing. And it took us by surprise for sure. And we were so excited, but it also gave us a very clear answer because we were battling back and forth with um, how much more can we handle with the twins. And, you know, um, what's it going to, we were just in a tough spot and we were praying about it so much um, for the Lord to just give us a straightforward answer. And that positive pregnancy test was our answer that it was time for the twins season with us to end because I get so sick during my pregnancies. I have hyperemesis um, gravidarum, which is extreme um, sickness during pregnancy to the point where it gets dangerous um, for my health and for the baby. And I knew that I was already so worn out um, juggling everything that came along with the twins that I knew we had to, um, we had to say goodbye to the twins and they went to another placement and, um, and that was the answer that we needed from God because it was something that we knew in our hearts needed to happen. 
um, because there was other factors. Um, Riley was struggling with a lot of anxiety when the twins were with us. And, um, and so her health was declining and our biological kids were, um, having issues as well that, um, some of the behaviors from the twins weren't safe for our, for our kids, for the other kids. And so we knew it was a decision that had to be made, but we needed a clear answer and the word provided that clear answer by us getting pregnant. Um, and we had a good relationship with their bio family and we told them like, you know, we hate to do this. We hate to disrupt their placement and send them somewhere else. But, um, you know, this is what's going on. And this is, if I know my body, I have about two weeks before, um, I'm stuck in the bathroom throwing up all day. So we got to get the ball rolling and we can't waste any time here because we want to make sure they go to, um, a good home. And we prayed over them. We had them anointed at church and, um, all the things we sent them with their, with their photo, first photo album and, all this good stuff. And we still checked up on them for a while. And, uh, so <laughs> the Lord, the whole theme of all of this is that 2020 has just been so unexpected, but in every single aspect, the Lord has provided not only a good outcome, but something better than we could have provided for ourselves. And so around the same time that we said goodbye to the twins, uh, Matthew found out that he wasn't going to be returning to work as soon as they expected him to. And we were like, okay, how, how long is he going to be, be out of work? And he got a call from his old manager at his, at his old former job asking if how he liked the new job and how it was going. And he said, well, I'm laid off. And um, he said, well, do you want to come back? Because we're busy and we need a tech. And so the Lord provided in that way. And my husband went back to his former employer. And if he would have stayed with them the whole time, he wouldn't have been laid off. He wouldn't have been home with us. Um, and he would have been making less money than he made during that, during that time. And so, because things were so slow with COVID and the Lord just knew exactly where to put him. So all of this could work together for good. And throughout the year, it's just been a common theme. And there's a, there's a verse in the Bible. Um, it's one of my favorite it's Romans eight twenty eight, And I'm gonna pull it up here. So I don't misquote the Bible. Um, it says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So that's a verse that I just cling to all the time. And our, our preacher preaches it all the time too. And I love it because if you are following God's will and you are walking the walk that God wants you to walk, every single thing is going to go together for good for you. So even when it seems like things are just piling up one thing after another, God works all those things together for good. If you are following his will and if you are saved by his grace. And it's just been such a testament um, to our year, to our 2020. 
So pregnancy happened full swing. Um, my hyperemesis is, was worse this time than it has been with the last two. It seems to be getting um, worse with each pregnancy. But because we had a 16-year-old at home, I had an extra um, set of eyes on the kids and an extra set of hands to help. And she was my saving grace this summer during this early pregnancy until we could get my medications figured out. Um, and the Lord knew, the Lord knew that we needed her home from school because, um, I would need the help. I would need to be able to run to the bathroom in a moment's notice. (laughs) And, um, God worked all that, all that together for good. And we got medications figured out. Things got easier. Um, Riley, we got guardianship of Riley and she's been able to spend a lot more time now with her biological family, um, with her grandma and grandpa who she was separated from for a while, not because of anything they did or she did just because of the situations with foster care and all the mess that comes with it. Um, so that's been a blessing for her. It's been a blessing for them. And it's been a blessing for us to watch them, you know, reestablish this relationship and and um, just be able to rebuild something that had been broken. And now, <laughs> just actually last night, we found out that. Well, let me let me back up a little bit. So my husband has been. Um, in the same situation because he did go back to his former employer, um, still kind of looking and putting feelers out for jobs that would just be better um, circumstances and better for our family. And we've been, it's something we've been praying about for a really long time. And he had an interview last week and it was a job that he had interviewed for in the past and one that we've prayed about before And we really thought everything was going to come together and that this was the right time for that. And we prayed that if it was the right time, that the Lord would open up every door. And if it wasn't the right, and if it wasn't God's will for our family, that he would close the doors. And uh, that is a scary prayer to pray when you want something and your flesh and your bones want something so bad, but to surrender that and say, Lord, if it's not your will, we don't want it because we know it's not going to be good. Um, we know in the, we know it might look great on paper. It might look great, you know, in our bank account, but if it's not your will, Lord, we know that it won't be a blessing and just please keep it away from us if it's not in your will. And that's something that's so scary. And it's something that (laughs) when I was a new Christian, I knew that that's what I needed to be praying. And I knew that I needed to seek God's will. But I would be praying, Lord, please make it your will because I really want this. <laughs> oh, man. It's a good thing that he's very forgiving and graceful because that was not the proper <laughs> the proper way to go about it. And my husband even called me out because he heard me. He heard me say that out loud one time. He's like, no, you can't pray that something will be God's will. You have to pray that you are living in God's will. He already has his will. <laughs> You can't change his will. Um, But anyways, so we thought this job was going to come through and we thought it was going to be the right time. 
and the interview went great. And it was crickets again. Never heard back. And we're like, okay. Um, my husband got a message on Facebook from someone he didn't know asking if, if this was the same guy who works at the so-and-so dealership. And he said, yeah, that's me. And he goes, okay, we saw your resume on Indeed and um, we are wondering if you wanted to come in for an interview. And he's like, okay, sure. Um, so he interviewed for this other job and y'all, we thought we wanted this first job. We even like budgeted what their pay would be and it would be a little bit of a cut, but we thought that it would be okay for us. Um, y'all, the Lord, <laughs> the Lord's plans are better. The Lord's provisions, the way he provides for us is beyond above and beyond what we could ever come up with on our own. Um, so long story short, my husband goes and does, a, he does a phone interview and the next day they put him down for an in-person. And then last night he got the call. He's been working, let me side note here. He's been working, um, in the biggest nearby biggest city since we've been married. Um, 45 minute commute one way. And the Lord, he got a call last night and he was offered the position at this new job. And it is the only job that he is like the, the most qualified for in our city. Um, he's going to be working 13 minutes away from our house, which is something that has never happened. And it's something we've been praying for for so long because he's been driving, you know, even when he works an eight hour day, he's gone for 10 hours because of his commute time. And now he's going to be 13 minutes away from home. And not only is he going to be 13 minutes away from home, but they're going to be paying him more than what he was making at his current job. And they're giving him more vacation time because we have a baby on the way. Um, and y'all, this, this is just mind-blowing to me because God has provided in every single way <laughs> again. And, you know, we thought we get discouraged and we get run down because we didn't get that call back after he went to an interview again for this company. And, and if the Lord would have let him get that first job, he would have never interviewed for this position that's closer to home. That's more significant pay increase that would give him vacation time. And not only are they giving him vacation time, he's getting more than he has had in a long time. And they said it will be no problem when the baby comes in a few weeks to take a week off. Um, even though he won't, wouldn't have earned that vacation time in only, but I think he starts the baby's due about five weeks after he starts. So there's no way he would have, <laughs> there's no way he would have vacation time earned by then, but they said it won't be a problem he can take time off when the baby comes and if he would have gotten this job that we wanted and we prayed for, 
then this opportunity would have been passed by and we would have missed it. And he would still be working for less pay further away from home. And that is just such a testament to, you know, when you lay things at the Lord's feet, he takes care of you. Even when you can't see how he's going to take care of you, And when you feel discouraged and you feel like maybe he's not taking care of you, he is working everything together for your good. And that has been such a testament to our entire marriage, our entire relationship. Um, You know, even, even the hardest things that we've gone through together in our marriage, the things that we didn't think we'd ever have to face together and the things that we that the devil wanted to use to tear us apart. God used that for good. He, he turned it around to something even better. And I want to just encourage you that if you are feeling negative about this year, if you are like ready to leave 2020 behind and never look back and just move forward, I encourage you to move forward with God. If that's the only thing you change to start walking with him and to invite him into your, into your life and into your heart and just start seeking his will for you. And it's something that I want so badly for my loved ones who are struggling and who are, who are upset and depressed and just hurt. I just want them to know that there's an answer and it's not going to make everything better. It's not going to fix all your problems or take all your problems away, but I cannot imagine walking through the things that we've walked through without the Lord. Um, he has just, he, he's amazing. You guys, if you don't know him personally, I hope you get to develop a personal relationship with Christ before, Um, you go through another hardship and before you go through another hard time, there is no thing, no person, no substance, nothing in this world on this whole green earth that compares to a personal relationship with Christ. And so (laughs) I'm going to wrap up this episode because I've been talking for a long time. Um, But I just want to leave you with that, you guys. 2020 has been hard. um, And there's no promise that 2021 won't be worse. There's no promise that 2021 is going to be rainbows and daisies. Um, You know, the the Bible prophesies all of this, that we're going to walk through trials and tribulations. Um, But... I just really want to encourage all of you that if you are walking in the Lord's will and if you are seeking his will and obeying his commandments, that he'll take care of you and he will carry you through any of it, all of it. He will carry you through every single thing. If there's a way that I can pray for you, let me know, message me. Um, I'm not going to share your information with anybody but I will pray for you and I will pray that the Lord would just walk with you as you go through whatever you're going through. And I just want to encourage everybody and I'll share that verse again, Romans 8, 28. 
And we know that all things work together for good for them who love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. So, y'all, the Lord will take care of you. Just follow him. And that's all I got. So as we wrap up 2020, um, this is probably going to be my end of the year episode. <laughs> but I just wanted to share a little, little, little snapshot of our 2020 and all of the things that we thought were holding us back. And how they actually became blessings. And how the Lord was able to use those setbacks to um, spring us into something better. And I just hope you all have Merry Christmas. uh, Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. And um, yeah. I love you all. Thank you for listening. It means a lot that I can sit here and talk to my computer for... (laughs) (laughs) for what seems like a really long period of time and that someone on the other side is listening. So I'm thankful for y'all. Thankful that God put it on my heart to um, record this episode because I had no idea how it was going to go. And here I am all sniffly because I'm all emotional. Um, (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you got something from it. And even if it just, you know, hits one person where it's supposed to, that will be worth it all. So happy holidays. I love y'all. We'll see you in the new year and with some new episodes. (laughs)